Hello everyone, my name is Vincent. And I'm Francis. And I'm glad you can join us today for some late night chill vibes, the podcast where philosophy, life, and existing as human beings can become a casual conversation. So in today's episode, episode four, we will talk about war. Uh, war is in our nature as human beings, and we like it. <laughs> we like participating in it because of our natural need to compete, but that doesn't take away the fact that it is fundamentally wrong. So we'll discuss its effects on mankind, the benefits and downfalls, and many more topics in this episode. All right, Francis, well, let's start vibing, shall we? Let's do it. Francis, let me ask you this before we start anything, anything um, about this. Have you ever like done any kind of training, I guess, like for war? <laughs> uh, formal training? No. Like, weren't if, you? A, if I thought, I ever... weren't you a cadet? No, I wasn't a cadet. I wish I was a cadet. They do some cool stuff, but uh, no. Wait, did we have a friend that was a cadet at one point? I feel like we did, didn't we? We have met. Yeah, there's like. There's friends from elementary school. I, I've had friends from high school who are cadets. Yeah, I don't know. They do a lot of drill training, like marching and stuff. And they, I hear a big part of it is like standing outside mall, standing in malls or, or outside like Safeways and stuff and just like uh, asking for money for the cause or mm-hmm. whatever they need. Yeah, no. Yeah. But like, okay, so let's, let me change the question. Have you, do you know anyone that has been to a war? Cause I'm sure you been do. Been to a war. Yeah, I have. I have family down in San Diego, who, uh, who are in the army. My dad used to be in the army. He used to be an engineer. Um, yeah, that's what I was trying to get at, actually. Like, what? And your dad was an engineer in the war. Sixth Field Engineering Squadron. Yeah, I don't know. Damn. I don't know what he did though. No idea what he did. Yeah, he has some stories about how he like took apart a gun, and he did it faster than their boss or whatever. So they got to go to sleep earlier. <laughs> but oh, that's, that's about dope. <laughs> that's sick, actually. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. They probably go through some training. <laughs> yeah, they 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 must. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, so in this in this episode, we're gonna talk about war. And um, uh, we said in the beginning, we said a few things that some people might not agree with. Some people might agree with. Uh, and we're gonna basically be talking about those specific things a little bit more and for starters i think we should talk about um the benefits of war and because obviously there there are some good things to bad things like in, there's some evil there's always some kind of what's that yin and yang there's always evil and good and good and evil so in this sense let's talk about the benefits of war and what it's and um explain to like in the history uh, it's created jobs Let's talk about that for a second. Yeah. Well, it, it's benefited the economy, I guess, by creating jobs, but only for the people who weren't directly involved in it. For the U.S. during World War II, I think they weren't part of it up until the very end. So then all they needed to do was keep producing for their allied countries, and that really boosted their economy because they were just you know, pumping out all the things that the war effort needed, but they weren't directly involved. So then none of their factories got messed up, I guess. And none of their people had to go through like, ah, oh, the turmoil of being in a war torn country. Yeah. Oh, so you're saying that as long as they're not actually directly involved in the war itself, they'll be fine from, for like, okay. Oh, I didn't notice that actually. Uh, yeah. Like Britain, they, they they were they were having a hard time during World War Two because they were getting bombed by Germany like crazy. Yeah, um, yeah, of course. But Churchill did a good job, though. He kept their spirits up, which is good. Yeah, another thing, another big benefit was the technology that was involved and technology that was learned from other countries. Um, like I don't remember which country it was, but I'm sure I think it was might might have been Japan or I don't remember. But anyways, they made this airplane that was just so much more advanced than all the other countries that i think it was the allied team like the team that was fighting or the countries that was fighting for us um took that and made their own um version of it i'll actually try to look it up in front of me right here but i don't remember what it is 
but anyways, yeah, that's what I, that's what that's what I mean by like technologies. Like, there's so many new technologies that come out of nowhere, and it pushes people to make better to like to do better technology-wise, so that they can advance over other countries. But p- people would people would argue that you know war war technology is really 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 helpful, and it's like it's like. It's like saying that it's like a war technology that kind of makes it more, it makes it pop in somebody's mind, I guess. But you can also think about the flip side where um, it's not war-related innovation, where it's just, you know, companies going against each other that makes better, makes better stuff. And so it doesn't have to be um, related to, you know, countries fighting over ideologies or or whatever people go to war for. It All it has to be is just people who need to make more money than other people and that could be a better you know way of creating innovation and that's just not seen as much maybe because it's not related to war and it's grandeur i don't know yeah there's and in world war one you could say there's lots of there's many factors that created or made world war one happen right but there's also um, specific ones, like for example, the the assassination of um, the Duke or whatever his name was, the Archduke yeah, something. Franz Ferdinand. Yeah, but there was also the whole arms race thing, and that was a whole thing on its own, where all these countries made a bunch of weapons, um, and I guess you could say technologies that was just being like nothing was happening with it. It was just sitting in a storage room. Uh, and not, no one was using it. So there was just another excuse. The war was an excuse to use all these weapons and to show off to other countries, like, well, look at what we have. Um, so, yeah, that's also... So, yeah, you could say that it was it, it was companies trying to, like, um, do their stuff and, like, trying to make money that way. But I feel like that itself kind of creates its own little war between companies and can create a war just because like they look what we have and you don't have this so it's kind of like a battle in its own way right that's true yeah so if it's a war between but you got to make that distinction though like it, it could be like a war between companies in the sense that they're competing in a market but i feel like war should be defined as um you know something that happens where people actually lose their lives and you know people's lives are really messed up because of uh, like the enemy in their territory and them screwing with like their livelihoods, cutting off their food supplies. And uh, I don't know, like specific stuff like that where their lives are just made miserable because of it. I feel like that should be what war is like. It's defined as rather than just competition. between. So let me ask you this then, Um, because as human beings, we have this nature of letting history repeat itself in other words, there will be com- there will be another war. Who knows when? Honestly, we don't know. Like there was a whole scare for 2020 that was gonna begin the World War III. Um, there was a whole scare in 2012. There's something's gonna happen. So who really knows when the next war is gonna be? So what do you think will start it? Do you think there's gonna be some kind of maybe um, leader that just kind of sets everything off, or would it just be um, ideals? One country ideals saying, "Listen, we're better." So you should try to follow us. Like, what do you think would be the next, what would start the next big war? I have a feeling it just has to do with countries who are really big and they have that really competitive spirit deeply, uh, deeply entrenched within them. Like U.S., for example, China, they're, I think they were really about to go to war because they have, as part of their like whole thing is power, right? China's like a big power big and industrial pride. power. Yeah, and then and then the US is just um is just proud to be the US, I guess. Exactly, yeah. Like they're really proud to be the US over there. And <laughs> it's like it's like what do you do when you have these two powers who are just crazily competitive? I think they're they might just kind of try and organize themselves by trying to figure out who's better by going to war. And that is exactly you said that perfectly, and that's exactly how I wanted to segue into what I think war is in our nature as human beings, because we like to, A, compete, and we like to um, destroy things. And there's nothing, <laughs> there's just nothing, okay, you could look at it in a primitive way, 
there's nothing really wrong with that. Like primitively, we should be, we should totally be okay with this. Like trying to conquer, trying to be the best. Um, and that in turn, we end up destroying things. And when you destroy things, you actually re- release endorphins in your brain that make you happier, I guess. I don't think that's the right word, but it does release some relaxation kind of chemical. Uh, so it, it is part of our nature to want some kind of war. And for some people, um, and it's really tough to say, but for some people, that means killing other people, right? Yeah, it's true. I mean, it's 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 the question of, is it, oh, is it ever justified to go to that extent of like ending another person's life? Because they they themselves have the have the potential to to like to work and you know contribute to the economies in which they're a part of and if you just end that like that just kind of gets rid of that whole possibility for them to have any contribution is that ever justified even if it's within our human um like nature to to want that to destroy you know i think you can you can argue the fact that sometimes war is the lesser evil because because by not going to war you risk um you risk like the inefficiency of having this organizational structure of countries where on on the very top is something that's really really not good whatever that may be like i don't know some people would argue communism isn't a good thing i think it's not either because because you know it it puts too much power in the hands of people who don't really know what's going on like like that 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 fundamentally can't know what's going on because you can't go into the minds of every single person i explained this before like 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 you can't really set a value on things and set the prices of things when you don't know how much value each of your citizens gets from that one good yeah so if that was on top and there was an opportunity to organize the world structure so then that wasn't on top that that ideology wasn't on top then maybe war is justified but why would you do that when it's it's just killing people you know it's like it's like ending the lives that could that could be potentially part of the better structure and that could use their potential to to further the structure that comes out of war even though you don't need to kill those people i don't know it's like it's it's like it's like that cycle of you know, trying to figure out if <laughs> if lives are more important than having that structure that makes lives more uh, more efficient or beneficial. Yeah, actually, you yeah. know what? That brings. Um, I mentioned this in the very in our pre-release. No, I mentioned this in our first episode actually. Um, utilitarian. So the way we can try to figure this out, the question of is war ever justified, is. Do you think the the term the greatest good for for the most people or how does the term go again? Um, the greatest good for the greatest number. Okay. Let's say that there's a country that's being attacked by another country, right? And um, our Canadian forces come in, and there's going to be lots of people dying, right? But the greater good for the greatest number means that the, the people that are getting attacked, their lives are going to be saved. But the people, the attackers, a ton of them are going to die. So would that, would that itself um, be justified, do you think? Greatest good for the greatest number. Like, even though we're fighting, we're all fighting, right? And there's going to be millions of people dying, because that's what happens in war. There's going to be 100,000 people dying. But at the end, there's going to be peace. And that's going to save a bunch of people. Do you think... And that, that this is a very generalized way of looking at war. Okay, it's very generalized. So, um, but in the basic sense, that itself, if it was that simple, would that be justified? Probably not. Yeah. Can I say that because even if those, even if like all those people die, and change is good, you still lose all those people who are able to. Um, accept the change the good change that happened without dying right so like maybe they could have talked about it but who knows how that could have gone because of humans competitive nature like it might not have gone well and then war would have broken out anyways but i think 
I think there's always a better alternative. In that sense, war isn't justified in the fact that you can always find something better to resolve the problem of organizing the best kind of ideology for your people. I think the problem I think the problem is us humans, we have nothing not everyone is focusing on one thing. Right? I feel like uh, people in US right now are focusing on one thing, people in China are focusing on their own thing. But if we can come together as one humanity, then there wouldn't be any more wars. But since we're all living such separate lives, separate cultures, there's nothing that we can really get together and band together um, to do one thing all together. Let's say, for example, right now it's climate change, right? I don't know about you, but my summer's been really shitty. Like, it's so bad outside. <laughs> like, I hate looking outside because it should be nice and warm, but it's just cloudy and rainy for the past three weeks, and it's such a shitty time. So if we can somehow find some some focus as everyone on this planet Earth to maybe instead of being so separate, we focus on one thing, this example, climate change, I feel like there wouldn't be any more wars anymore. If we can just all agree on one thing and focus on that one thing, there wouldn't be any more reason to have a fight about anything, really. That's just what I believe. It kind of makes you think, though, like, even under that big umbrella of a single goal, there's always going to be disagreements about how that could be done, and maybe that could come up with a war or something, right? Because it's just in our nature to just want to want to compete with each other, to try and see who's better. And I think... Like, I, I keep using this word organization. I think it's just a way to organize, you know, humanity of who's better and who's not. And where we can put the resources that we need into the the things that will make be better use of them. And if we, if we organize, then obviously there must be some sort of uh, disagreement. Even under a big goal, there must be some disagreement and... You know, I'm not saying that it should lead to war necessarily. I'm just saying that <laughs> that there's always going to be disagreements of stuff, especially when there's something that needs to be done, and no, and not, and there's like not a a for sure answer on how to do it. Yeah, that's true. Because let's say that even this conversation alone, we're having disagreements in our own right, but in in a big scale. Especially now, let's say we have all the countries come together and talk about this is what we're going to do um, to fight climate change. There's going to be one country saying do this because it's proven that it's worked before. And there's going to be another country that says, listen, we got to this spot because that happened. And there's going to be so many arguments back and forth about who's right that, yeah, you're right. There would eventually become just another outrage of who's better or whose way is going to be the right way. So I think another... Another thing we can work on as as humanity is trust because, Ooh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I wouldn't say like just blindly trust someone. I feel like if there there has to be some concrete um, evidence or, or, or I don't know, not maybe not evidence, but something concrete that says this is the way to do it. And the only the problem with that, I guess, is that there's all, there's going to be so many other theories that have concrete evidence that will say it's better. But. I don't know, man. We're talking about... <laughs> we're just two yeah, college exactly. students talking about how to exactly. fix war. <laughs> no, that's true. That's true. And how do you even solve that? Maybe <laughs> it just comes down to how long we can keep the keep the resources running. Or and, and in that sense, I mean resources in like people and their ability to keep doing stuff. Uh, you know, like what comes off of that is to not go to war because obviously war will make people die and we need people. So how do we get people to live the longest, to contribute as much as they can? And how do we make them as efficient as possible so that they're not just like sitting around and doing nothing? <laughs> yeah, I think there's a good balance that needs to be that needs to be put because competition makes people. It gives people incentive to try their best because they need to survive and um, not be one of those people who don't get any resources, <laughs> I guess, because they're not going to help because they're not the best out there uh maybe fear has to do with it too because mm. if you're fearful mm -hmm. you shut down right people can't be can't be scared because then they'll shut down let me ask like, you this then um do you think do you think that fear is a driving force to people's decisions 
Yeah, definitely. I think you it's think an incentive. It's the, the most driving force? Let's say that uh, you want to, even something small, right? Do you want to work out today? Let's say something like that. What's, do you think you want to work out because you want a healthy body or do you fear having a bad looking body? Like, what do you think you would work out for? Yeah, it's probably the second one more than... Yeah, than the first exactly. One. Even yeah. like small decisions like that. Or let's go big scale. Um, do you do you want to move... Let's say you lived in LA, right? Do you want to move to... Um, and the climate there right now is horrible because it's just really hot. It, there's tons of droughts happening all the time. And you want to move to Canada, okay? Do you want to move to Canada because it's better there or because you fear the stuff that's happening in LA? Yeah, it's probably it's probably because you fear the stuff that's happening in LA. Yeah, exactly. So like that what's crazy about um fear is that war does the same thing to people, I think. That so many people support war be well, I wouldn't say support, but they they are okay with it because they fear that if war doesn't happen anymore, there will be just chaos. There'll be people doing whatever they want. And that's part okay, of the why, reason why though, like yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. That, that doesn't make part sense. Of the like, they fear that things will go wrong if wars continue to happen. I guess that makes sense if they're thinking like, thinking humanity will stagnate because there's no more competition because war never happens anymore. Is that is that where you're coming from? I think um, maybe not. they're not afraid of that it will stagnate. I just think, I think they're afraid that um, people will just... Um, there'll be more chaos in the world because there's no, there's no one fighting for what they think is right. Oh, because I most, most of the time war happens because countries think that they're in the right and they have to help the other country that's being attacked. Right. Let's, let's think about the example of, um, that whole ISIS situation, right. Um, and how they were, and how we came in, the Canadians came in and try to stop that. Right. So that w- that created war on its own. And if we stopped that, ISIS would be able to do whatever they wanted in the controlled area that they had. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. It's, um, like, it's like giving power to people who don't, who obviously should not have it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess the government or, I mean, everyone is just afraid that that will happen. So um, fear oh. drove us to fight against that. And that's part of human, na- human beings. Uh, as part of our nature as being human beings is that we're afraid of something to happen so we do our best to try to stop it see that's the only problem with war so let me ask you this do you think that there will be peace in the future like just complete total peace (laughs) no yeah me too it's really sad if if you think we can mitigate how bad competition gets so that it doesn't reach uh like abusing abusing human rights then 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 that could that could be peace where there's no conflicts that go to that extreme ever that could be peace because then you could still have little conflicts but those just contribute to how we organize society but they won't be a bad thing because human rights are not like messed up or yeah so maybe that could be peace but you but you also said no like there wouldn't be peace as in like there would still oh yeah because i was thinking like because i was thinking peace is in like with every day-to-day thing nobody ever okay. reached any conflicts ever again oh yeah, yeah. no <laughs> no i mean like war 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 wise do you war think we wise, can reach peace that there would be no more war yeah i think so i think so if you there think so if there if we had enough if we were efficient enough in how we communicate i feel like all like conflict confrontations like that would never reach the extremes to abuse human rights i feel like if we were able to communicate as efficiently as possible then then people wouldn't ever be afraid to the extent that they'd kill and and really mess up another person's life because if you communicate like like imagine in the battlefield (laughs) obviously you're not communicating with with your enemy like imagine there was like you you had a gun the other guy had a gun and you're all like decked out in in war stuff i guess like you got grenades on you and stuff and there's a wall in between you if you had the chance to have like a telephone there or something to talk to the other guy on the other side i feel like 
given enough time, you'd be able to reach a conclusion that never would lead to anybody killing anybody else. You know? Oh, yeah. No, I 100% agree. But we're talking about the only problem with that is are you talking about the leaders going from wall like from other side of the wall leaders going on the phone or do you think it would be are you talking about warriors like the people fighting in the war um yeah both both obviously because you need you need to on the on the bottom level like the warrior side i don't think their decisions to not fight would have much say obviously because they're just the little guy but it's like one decision maybe and if you could if you could have that bottom floor be completely 100% saturated with people who didn't want to fight then obviously you wouldn't have a war because nobody would want to fight each other but obviously if you if you went with the highest leader they make the entire decision to not fight at all nobody would fight underneath them but that would still not solve the fact that maybe the people underneath them would want to fight too they they'd really want to fight and even if the the big guy said no like they'd still want to say yes so i feel like at every level um, you'd need that communication. Improving it, communication as a whole to be more efficient would allow all of those levels to kind of make sure that things are talked out and you reach conclusions much faster at every level so that you nobody would have to fight. I don't know. There's tons of stories out there. And my uncle was telling me a few stories just the other day about people in war seeing their enemy and then not shooting because... Although, although it's part of our nature to want to fight, there's also something part of us that says we don't really have to kill. There's a story where um, someone was about to shoot the head of... It was like a trench war, and he was a sniper. He was going to shoot the head off a person. There was like five of them just standing there, and their heads were just like... You could see right over the trench, and their heads were just poking out. He shot three of them, and then... The fourth kid he was about to shoot, he pooped, he popped his head up, and you could clearly see he was just a 19-year-old kid. Like he had no idea what he was doing. Three of his three of his men just just died. And he's like, you could see the fear in his eyes. And the sniper decided not to shoot him. And there's another story where like um the whole Christmas thing, you know, like um in World oh, War yeah, II and yeah, yeah. World War yeah, One, yeah, yeah, they stopped for Christmas. And, and they that's just soccer part together or something. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's just part of our nature. It's part of our nature to try to fight, but it's not really part of our nature to kill, because on because um, all the traditions when we were primitive, when as human beings were primitive, um, there was there were traditions and fights going on, but there was no actual killing, and they discovered this in tons of like bones, like where there was fights going on. No one actually died uh, during war, like during the primitive wars they would just leave the people to die. You know, they wouldn't actually kill them. They would just beat them down so much that they would, there was nothing else they could have done. So, and it's only, it's only when we became civilized that we ended up killing people in war. That's the crazy part about this. Yeah, it's because you're so far from your enemy that you can't have any empathy or any any sympathy for them. Because you're so detached, right? And that's what I'm saying. Like, if you had communication as your priority, then you'd be right next to them. You'd be right there, and you'd see that whoever you have has a family, has like, has, has, has problems of their own, and that they're scared too, just like you are. And so you you'd realize that there's no point to it, right? Hmm. Yeah, that's the, that's the saddest part about war is that the majority of the people, um, soldiers don't want to be there. They're only there because they want to serve their country. But they don't want to end up killing people. And that's how come there's so many stories of Christmas time or playing soccer. Because they there's, old, there's obviously there's going to be the odd person that, that actually enjoys war. Um, my friend, my, my uncle's friend when they were younger, uh, I don't remember which war, I'm, it was probably the Vietnam War. He went out there and before he, before he left, he was talking to my uncle and I was born way after this like i didn't know i wasn't even a thought yet um but he told me that his friend no one really liked his friend he was kind of like a weird person um but he would just hang out around them because it was his girlfriend's brother so he was just always there and he came back from one of the wars and he says he said i he said i'm buying a house for my family but i'm not gonna live there 
I'm going back because I loved it so much. And he loved, he said, you'll never have the most thrill in your life when you see someone's life just come out of, like, when, when they're dying oh in their God. hands. He said that. Yeah, that's, cr- that is, oh, that's crazy to think. But that's just an odd person. Like, for the majority of people, people don't want to actually be in war. They're only doing it to serve their country. Okay, well, maybe, what, what could, what could be the reason for that, though? Because we've, I don't know, like, I, I've already come to the conclusion that war is fundamentally a wrong thing. So anybody who's really advocating for it, and to that extent, I mean, like, for the people who don't want to be there, sure. <laughs> sure, yeah, you're with me, man. I don't want to be there either. But for the people who do want to be there, like, why? Does it come down to the culture of how he was brought up or maybe that he was an accepted I think that's I what don't it know, is man. too it's weird. because you can't there's no way there's no way that it's part of our nature to like to kill someone i feel like there has to be some kind of switch in your head that yeah i don't know it's it's like the same thing with hunting like i've never been hunting in my life but i can understand the thrill of when you see a deer or a moose and you shoot it and it's just got to be the greatest thrill cuz you hunted it for hours but i don't think it's a I I can't see how it translates to killing another human being. Like I don't get that. That doesn't make that makes no sense to me. Maybe maybe then the 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 idea that I had that it's within humans to to have that give and take. Like that yin and yang how if you affect somebody in a certain way, that that kind of reflects how you uh treat yourself. Mm, okay. You know, like love your love your neighbor as yourself, kind of thing, and how that's entrenched in you. Maybe that isn't really entrenched in you. Maybe that's something you gotta learn because of your culture. And some people just maybe through how they were raised didn't really have that. Like hunters, for example. I think you can come up in that culture where, as a hunter, you can still have that kind of connection with the things you're hunting, and and kind of say thank you in a sense to the pe- to the things that you kill in order to in order to give you life. <laughs> Yeah. But, but I don't know, like, yeah, you know, cause like, uh, first nations, they do that stuff and it's, it's deep in their, it's deep in their culture. But, but to do that to a human, like, how could you say thank you? How could you, I, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. But okay. It's, really it's funny that you said this cause it, <laughs> it reminded me of that scene in new girl <laughs> where Nick walks into <laughs> the dude's office and he sees a head or what was it? He sees a duck and he says, I think I finally understand hunting. Uh, what did he, what oh. did he say? <laughs> um, I, I think I remember this. You got to go through the line though. I don't remember exactly what he said. It was like, I think I finally understand hunting. I kill you. Therefore I respect you or something like that. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, Whoa. That, I remember when I first watched that series and I heard that, and I thought to myself, that actually makes <laughs> a lot of sense. Because in Whoa. in First Nations culture, when they kill an animal, literally none of it goes to waste. Every part of the animal is used in some way. Even the bones. Like, um, remember when we were on that First Nations trip? The, um, in grade yeah. four or something? Yeah, they yeah, made yeah. the bones of the fish, they turned into a boat, didn't they? Yeah, they put it... Yeah, 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 it, exactly. Yeah. Every part of it is being used. But I don't see that translation between animals and killing humans. There's nothing in there where I, the only way I can see war being quote unquote justified is if there is a greater good that needs to be, that needs to happen for the greater amount of people. But that itself isn't really an answer because um, you can see it as many different ways as possible so that there is a greater good, you know, like in, in, ISIS, again, they think they're doing the right thing because of what they believe in, right? So, And yeah. according to them, they have that greater good. Exactly. You can never really know, yeah. And I was thinking about what you said about respect, right? Mm-hmm. Like from New Girl. Mm-hmm. How I define it is just really, in in the most fundamental sense, accepting, accepting somebody. Like if you respect somebody, at the deepest level of respect is just straight up accepting who they are and i think that does relate to how in hunting you respect whatever you hunt because you you know how hard it was to kind of catch that 
to kill it like you respect it for the challenge that it was you respect it for the utility that it has after it's dead and uh you respect it for all of that humanity though if you kill somebody <laughs> i could oh man like i don't i don't want to become <laughs> a killer or anything like that but i can see <laughs> maybe how the guy how the guy like how the guy said it. like it's it's a, it's another human you kill it because you, you kill the human because you respect that you, res- you respect who they are because of the potential that you took away from the world because of all of the things that that human could have been and I guess that gives you the rush but that's kind of messed up that's not kind of messed up that's really messed up so I think oh man I don't know if it if it comes like if if it comes with having a world that's more organized uh, you know and maybe it's justified but but like you can't really you can't really say that why don't we take a quick break let okay. the sponsors say what they have to say okay. we'll be right we'll be back right after this yeah i had a thought cuz i read somewhere that you know the uh buddhism and the dalai lama he had something to say about all of this like he was asked if given the chance to kill Hitler because of all the bad that it could have prevented would you do it or is it ever justified to do it and what the Dalai Lama said he said yeah but you can't be angry about it doing the act that makes it so that the world is better off there's still that responsibility in you to make it okay you have to not be angry about it you have to leave it as like as it is and just have it be a good thing and not put in any any excess feelings wait guess, so uh, he's talking and you're talking about um there's there should be no excess feelings toward you killing baby hitler yeah okay yeah that you makes take sense. it as a good thing yeah but you leave it at that you don't make it like oh uh, i was ang- like like i don't even want to get into it because like there's 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 a million ways you could think about it and you just have to take it as because you knew now that it was going to really mess up the world. You do it just so that the world doesn't get messed up. What do you believe in, though? Like, do you believe that going back and OK, wait, wait no, let me rephrase this, actually. Do you let's say um, you can rewrite history, right? I mean, rewrite history, right? And you can change the future and you do go back and you're about to kill Hitler. Since there is the possibility that you can change the future, would knowing that, do you think you would still kill him? Because there is a chance that he can be a good person still. Because there is still that slight chance that something could change, especially if you were there with him. Do you think it's still justified to kill, to kill him when he's a baby? Yeah, that's the thing. Knowing what he's going to do mm-hmm. and just being able to get rid of that altogether yeah it's probably justified so in this in this timeline let's call it this timeline you know that hitler did do what he did yeah and and then you go back to when hitler was just just a baby but you know that there is that there can be different timelines and um so if you do kill him, Hitler will never have existed. But if you don't kill him, there is still a chance, a chance of him being a good person. And you think um, you think that you should still come, kill him anyways. Because if you go back, you could he could change history on its own uh, without killing everybody. <laughs> you know, like he could still end up being a good leader and a good person without doing the things he did. Um, but there's only a chance of that happening. It's like the same thing as him having the chance. There's a chance of him repeating what he did already. Would it still be justified to kill him, even though there might be good in him? That there might be a chance of him being good. Mm. But we just turned into this into an ethical thing. <laughs> it's just yeah. ethical up in here. <laughs> I mean, I could. I don't know. I could I could say like we don't even have to really talk about this because this isn't within the realm of possibility. So, I can make the case that, you know, because we're in present times, it's the decisions we make right now that uh that really matter. We don't really have to talk about that. 
that's just kind of <laughs> brushing it <laughs> brushing it under the rug and not having to deal with the hard answer um i think i think i'm just gonna say imagining myself as just a being who has the power to time travel and get rid of bad things t that happen throughout history in that sense just because it's my job and because i know that what i'm doing pretty much is guaranteed to add value to uh to the future once i do my duty I, I think it's justified just going and doing my job boop dead you get a better future boop you know um let's take away from hitler for a minute here let's go to a okay. different a totally different person let's say um yeah maybe it's, hitler let's say it's the um, let's say it's the child of a friend or an acquaintance of yours or mine doesn't really matter and someone someone um, came someone said they're a time traveler okay they came to you and said listen this child did a whole bunch of shit that he should not have done and we're gonna need we can't kill him because that would do something to the timeline but we need someone in the present to kill this child to save the future and you go and we ask a bunch of these questions. Is there a chance that this child can still not do that thing? Is there a chance of this child um, being a good person and not never even thinking about doing all these bad things? And what if the person says yes? The person says, yeah, there is a chance. Um, but I'm just saying in where I'm from, he did a bunch of shit that fucked <laughs> everybody. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, <Yeah>. <laughs> then do you think and he proved like he proved to you, like, yo, listen, I can prove to you that I'm a time traveler and I know the future. And he did he told you a bunch of things and then the week after it came true. Right? And he told you that listen, this team's gonna win the NBA playoffs. Trust me. And like I'm a time traveler. <laughs> then would you still kill this child? Yeah, okay, justified in the sense that, okay, under the framework of economics, I'm just going to go to what I learned recently. Like, okay, there's a thing of marginal benefit, and people who are rational think on the margin. So, so you know, the marginal benefit. If I kill this one person, what are my costs and what are my benefits? What do I gain? I don't gain much. <laughs> like, like, what's it going to do to me, right? Uh, for the other people in, in the future, they, they're going to get messed up, but does that benefit me? What kind of value do I put on that? I put, I put a lot of value on things happening for sure. And just being sure about things. And like, if it's a hundred percent, then, you know, I put a lot of value on if something's like a hundred percent. So if I have any, if I have any like uncertainty, I'm just gonna like kind of cringe at the guy who's telling me this stuff and like walk away. <laughs> so that's probably what I'd do. So I'd say it wouldn't. It's yeah, a I'd, tough I'd question. Say, yeah, I'd say it wouldn't be justified in that case then, because there's no certainty in it really. Uh, yeah, and you don't want to kill somebody, because because in the end the marginal cost of that is ginormous because you're killing a guy. You could go to jail. You could have to. You're gonna have to. Maybe you'll die. You know. Who knows, man? That's not. <laughs> That's not, yeah. So, so I guess in that sense, no, it's not. It's not justified. Yeah. No, I agree. I don't think there is um even even if there is a chance that he's gonna do a bunch of crazy things that's gonna kill a bunch of people. I don't think it's justified to just kill someone in cold blood because of a maybe. Like you maybe, he might be able to do this. He might he might do this. I don't think it's justified to kill anyone because of a might. And if we circle back, if we circle that back to war, I'm pretty sure, and I don't remember this if I'm correct, um, so stop me if I'm wrong, I'm pretty sure there was, I don't remember, I, which country did we, did US and Canada just go to war with? Um, and it, it ended a few, few years ago, maybe? And they thought there was like um, uh, mass destruction weapons there. Iran, was it? Iraq. I think it was Iraq, um, where there was weapons. They were saying there was weapons of mass destruction there. Yeah, okay. I don't remember which country it was. But anyways, there was this weapons of mass destruction there. They were telling them, listen, you have to go into this country, invade them, and take all this stuff back. And it was just like, it was like a tip. It was like a, almost like an anonymous tip. Again, if anyone's listening out there and I'm wrong, 
please tell me I'm wrong. But this is what I remember from multiple videos, multiple articles, okay? And um, when they went into that country, they did a bunch of things, they did a lot of digging. And remember, this is a maybe. They said there may be a bunch of things there that could destroy the world. A big maybe. And they went in, and there's files to the public. We knew, to the public, we understood that there's things there that could destroy the world, so it's fine. Let's go in there, take it all out. But but there apparently there was a file released that they've done a bunch of digging and there was absolutely nothing, zero things that would have caused any kind of mass war, any kind of world war, any kind of destruction, nothing. So they based their whole thing off of a maybe. And when I heard that, I lost it. Like that, in my opinion, was ridiculous. However, do you think that it was ridiculous? Do you think if you got a big tip a reliable tip that says these guys have enough to destroy the world, would you go and take it all away from them? Yeah, I got to process that for one second. Because <laughs> it, it, really, it really pulls on that fear string that huma- humans just instinctively exactly. have, right? Oh, bro, you got it's me. There. You got me. Yeah. There's nothing. Yeah, because there's nothing you can do about that, really. What can you realize at that point? You're so scared that somebody's somebody's gonna bomb you. So this kind of translates to what I was gonna te- what I was just about to tell you. Um, it's kind of like the same thing. It's the same thing. What happened in that war? And let's say that in your area, or somewhere in Vancouver, there is a tip that said, uh, and it was to the government said, listen, if you guys don't do this or that, um, then I'm going to release a bomb. And it's gonna kill um, three, three or four blocks of, of of residents, residential blocks. And there's families. You know, there's families. There's a daycare there. There's a school. And he's just gonna bomb that whole area. There's a nine, but there, the the tip is only ninety percent reliable, ninety percent, which leaves a ten percent chance that this isn't even true at all. So now the government has an option here. They can either ignore this and try to mitigate what the bomb can do, or they can raid the house. However, if they raid the house, they will kill um, like a few civilians, right? They will kill a few civilians because of firing and and not only that, they're disturbing the peace and all that stuff. Um, so that so, what do you think the government should do? Raid. And possibly uh, kill. I think it's. I think the whole the question is twenty people. Twenty people end up dying if they raid that area. Twenty people. So, which one do you think they should do? Whoa. Okay. Well, then, then, then it would come to marginal benefit versus marginal demand again. What kinds of benefits? Public outrage for one, and that would mess up your economy because then people wouldn't trust your government if you don't go in there and kind of try and do something. Oh wait, shit. Okay, no. I I really messed this up. They didn't come raid they didn't they didn't come raid the place. Um so okay, yeah, I totally man, I'm so sorry to everyone listening to this. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, okay that makes sense, wh- yeah. what happened? Okay, so what's supposed to happen is the bomb is supposed to explode the whole city. That's what it is. Explode the whole city. 90% chance. Okay, this is going to happen. The government has a chance to explode that little area where they said this per- the person is here. He is here. They don't have time to go raid the place, but they do have time to drop a bomb on that place that he doesn't explode the whole city. But when you do that, when you drop the bomb, three or four blocks of people living there are going to die. And that includes a school. That includes a daycare. So do you, um, do you drop the bomb and destroy the destroy the chance of him destroying the whole city, or do you give way to the ten percent chance that this is fake and do nothing? That's what it is. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Well then, in that case, like you know, assuming you can't really, it's just this decision that you have power over, and you can't like kind of figure out a cheeky way to kind of make him not do it, or make the you know bomber not do it. Then I'd say just just. The benefit of the city not blowing up versus three blocks is greater, for sure. 
you have to get rid of the three blocks, man. There's no other way of doing it. And then if the oh. public is like, what the hell? Why did you do that? My family was <laughs> in there, bro. Like, Dad, come on. <laughs> like, what you'd say is, okay. Oh, my God. Well, would he still be able to bomb the city after that then? And, like, you'd have it wrong. Um, no, like, it's like, uh, if you don't do this within this time, I'm going to bomb the city. But if he, obviously, if he doesn't, if the time's up and nothing happens, then it was a false tip. Like, there was nothing actually there. And it was just fake. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then people are mad and stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. like, you don't really know. That's a, that's a 90% reliable tip. Which means there is a 10% chance that this is all fake. Um, and you think... You believe that there should be, you should drop the bomb on that, on that house and unfortunately kill a bunch of other people. Yeah. Instead, and so greatest good for greatest is, number. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, you just have to bomb them. And economics, this is something that, that's brought up. Like this is a market failure for sure. There's no way of knowing how you can make the best outcome because there's no, there's limited information. There's a market failure there because there's one party has more information than the other party and therefore uh the market can't make the rational decision that it needs to to make in order to be perfectly efficient and in that case like what can you do you don't not take action because there's a possibility of the city entirely blowing up right like yeah so does that justify does that justify those angry people who had their homes blown up the fact that there's a 90% chance like if you tell that to them what kind of what kind of economic impact would them with them being mad at you and i guess the entire population of vancouver being mad at you if it ended up not being a thing if it ended up not yeah but then you could tell them like there's a 90% chance there's a 90% chance am i going to take that chance no man this is for you don't get mad at me i'm i'm trying to protect you right now you could tell that to them and I guess mitigate it a little bit, but at the same time. I think we did this question in my philosophy class. It was an ethical philosophy class. And funny enough, our class was 50%. 50% for bombing and 50% for not bombing. Uh, uh, me personally, now this is against what you're saying. I'm saying that no matter, um, as lo- if it's not 100%, a hundred percent reliable source i don't think it's fair for the government to come in and bomb a bunch of people's houses just because there might be something there that's what i believe because i think that if we allow that as human beings i feel like we give too much power for the government to do what they want and that itself is a perfect okay this is what i think and that itself is a perfect example of it because it could literally happen in, in your neighborhood right now. I mean, I'd be pissed if I see a bomb coming near my house. I'd be so angry. Um, and I was just thinking about what the people in that area would feel. And of course, if, he, if the tip ended up being true, then we're talking 3 million people dead. Just like that. Right? That's so, true. Exactly. But my... I, that is true, but my problem with it is that there's just, it's just not, I don't think it's fair to to give that 90% chance so much power that you end up killing a bunch of people. That's where I stand on it. So, um, let me, I don't mean to, I don't mean to like uh, fight against what you believed in the beginning, but in that sense, does that, do you kind of believe that there is some kind of justification for war to happen? Yeah, I guess I guess I'm saying there is because of that fear, that whole fear principle. It's it's a question of power, really. Market power. That's that's what it is. In economic terms, that's that's what it is because it gives it's like having a monopoly over the situation. Like if you're that bomber guy, you have the decision. I don't know, it's like it's kind of it's kind of being an asshole because you're giving this decision to the people who who didn't who don't really have any business making this the decision of whether or not their whole community should die or not yeah yeah like like that's pretty asshole move right there if war makes it so that those things aren't there so that market failure doesn't occur because of imbalanced information or market power 
where it shouldn't be which does it does it do that though <laughs> i'd say it does obviously because competition is a whole part of war and it's about organizing countries and ideologies but at the cost of a life what was the original question <laughs> uh know that there that there is no way to justify war yeah know that there's no way to justify war and that what is it in the in the in that bombing bombing example thing i i don't think that is a question really of war i think it's a question of is giving too much power to one thing ever justified and i think that's a no as well i kind of see it as a metaphor to what happened with that one country and there was a tip that said there's tons of bombs here like this could all the bombs here could end the world I think that's kind of like a metaphor to it. Like, what is oh, it justified? Not, dude, that's not a metaphor. That's straight up what it is. Oh, yeah, okay. So, it's yeah, like, it's it's straight like, up. <laughs> it was just yeah. like, um, maybe God, not metaphor. Yeah, analogy, is that the right word? An- yeah, I guess. Think, I think yeah. analogy, yeah. That yeah, actually I don't remember, happened? Yeah, I don't remember which country it was, but I remember, um, I remember hearing about it, and then I read more about it and watched some videos. Oh, sorry. And this was before we ended up this was way before we started this podcast. Like I, I knew about this way before. Um, and uh, yeah, no, it's, it happened. If I'm wrong, I sound stupid, but if I, I'm pretty sure it's right, that's exactly what happened. That there ended up being nothing there at all. Okay. No, I, I still, okay. I'm going to stand by what I said because by putting too much power in one, one decision maker, one, one shareholder or whatever, uh, I, I don't think that's justified because that means that you have limited information by only being one entity. And that's really bad, right? Because you can't, it's like, it's like the thing that I was talking about, about communism. You can't put the power of power of making prices, whatever you want in one person or one entity, because you don't know how, how much people value it to the same token. You, you don't know as uh, the government of Vancouver the value that people put on one decision over the other. I think the solution to this would just be to spread it out and have it be like a vote or something so that as many people have the ability to voice their opinion so that as much of people's own values are incorporated into the decision so that it's more like a free competitive market where people have, you know, it's weighted so you come up with the best decision obviously maybe you can't do that because it's only within like an hour or something in a specific amount of time so i think that's just that's just fundamentally wrong why would you give (laughs) it's just like it's just the the, sorry the the guy who had the bomb that guy's just an asshole (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 all right so we talked about a lot of stuff today I don't know why I said today like that. <laughs> yeah, so we, <laughs> so we, yeah we, we touched on war. We touched on the ethics of it. We touched on uh, power and how uh, what I believe is giving too much to one, one entity is a bad thing. So here's what I have to say to end it all off. Like, as an individual, you do have a responsibility. You can treat everything like it has its own pros and cons but you have you have your own responsibility to say uh that that war and ending somebody's life fundamentally is a bad thing Mm. you may not believe that but i think it's true i'm gonna stand by that so this isn't really this isn't really up to you this is this is my this is what i'm saying (laughs) don't kill anybody all right yeah mic drop (laughs) yeah um yeah, I just want to say that it's it seems like now more than ever there's pieces we're getting further and further away from peace. But I think if we can work together as as one, as one human race, no other race, just one human race, that there that we can accomplish a lot more than we can think of. Um, th- we can end war because uh, we're actually stronger than what we believe in. Uh, we can have we can even have war without even killing anyone. We just need to think of a way to just death not being part of the picture. Um, I don't know how we can do that, but it's again to like what Francis said. It's up to our own individual choices that we make to do to make the world a better place, to make everyone around us a better people. Um, and yeah. So it has been late night chill vibes. Keep it spicy, everybody. And remember. <laughs> 
You are the future. <laughs> yeah. Okay, wait. Okay, wait. We did. We didn't say our name to anything. You did it yeah, again. yeah. I was about to. I was gonna get into. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I was like, yo, where's he going with this? All right, all right. I've been your host, Francis, and I'm Vincent. And uh, have a chill night, everybody. Thanks for listening.